This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki in New Plymouth, thanks to New Zealand On Air. For more local content, search for accessradiotaranaki.com. Welcome to Car Crazy! Car Crazy! Hi everybody, this is Brandon Crazewell with Car Crazy. Hope things are going all good for everybody, because things are going pretty good for me. I'm, I get to go to the Holden Museum tomorrow with some people from church, so that should be cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, haven't been there for a long time, and apparently they've got some new cars, so sweet. Always like looking at new cars. Just as long as the weather stays all good, because it was a bit wet earlier. <laughs> but hey, yes, gotta hope for the best <laughs> and hope that it doesn't pour with rain. First song today Ronnie and the Daytona's little GTO. Enjoy! Oh, yeah, plenty of little GTOs around. <laughs> Little GTO, you really look at mine. Three deuces and a four speed and a 389. Listen to her tacking up now. Listen to her whine. Come on and turn it on, wind it up, blow it out.
everybody. Today's article, the history of the four-wheel drive, and it came from www.uniquecarsandparts.com. So, the four-wheel drive was born at the beginning of the last century developed by a succession of visionaries that started with a Wisconsin blacksmith and continued with such men as Harry um, and something Miller and Harry Ferguson they never would have believed their development would prove to be the most popular school transport a century later. The first four-wheel drive car was built in 19... 19- Free, but it wasn't until the early 1980s that the concept again found favour in series production and even the only one major manufacturer had enough faith in the concept to make it an integral part of the range other than for off-road use that company was Audi which offered two quattro models it is Strange that the same enthusiasm that greeted the Quattro on its first appearance at Geneva in 1980 was also shown towards other 4x4 designs that had preceded it road cars like the Jensen FF racing designs such as the I don't know how to say this but anyway C-I-S-I-T-A-L-I-A 47 and the Vigorous Formula 1 prototypes of the 70s together with sophisticated off-road models like the Range Rover were all acclaimed on their introduction but only the cross-country vehicles prospered in major cases, the 
problem had been technical, the lack of an effective constant velocity joint prior to 1930 being a major consideration or financial prior to the Quattro most of the vehicles lacked proper development and marketing back up and many of them featured four-wheel drive in combination with other advanced techniques such as turbine engines or anti-lock braking systems for example which made the vehicle package too complicated for commercial success others like the AMC Eagle and the Subaru Leone aimed their designs more at the off-road user than the road driver although things would change at Subaru over the years with their stellar all-wheel drive system fortunately military users had been constant for wheel drive devoters since the second world war and it is to the military that we must give thanks indirectly for the development of the Audi Quattro range and all that followed Audi's lead. Next up, Dan Seals, my old yellow car. Oh no, I gotta have a red one, man. Brum, brum. Meep, meep. Move out of the way, yellow car. Catch you later. much to look at she weren't much to ride she was missing a window on her passenger side the floorboard was patched up with paper and tar but I really was something in my old yellow car an American boy with his hands on the wheel of a dream that was made of American steel though the seats had the smell of a nickel cigar I really was something 
The military heritage of the four-wheel drive. The American Army made the first move in 1912 when it began to swap some of its horse-drawn carts for trucks made by the FWD Auto Company, which featured four-wheel drive as the initials implicated in June 1940, the Army asked its suppliers for proposals for a general purpose 4x4 truck that would have a maximum speed of 50 miles an hour and cross-country capability the American 
Bantam car company formed to build the Austin 7 under license called on a freelance designer from Detroit, Carrie Probsit, who came up with a set of plans in only five days. The prototype was completed in 49 days and Bantam won a contract to supply 3,000 examples of the vehicle which was already known as the Jeep from its general purpose title later Ford and Willys Overland were to take over the contract because of their more competitive prices and between 
turning it into a relatively comfortable closed vehicle while retaining its military forebears something off-road abilities the universal as it was known created a new class of vehicle that was to enjoy an ever-increasing popularity, particularly in the USA, the age of the off-road leisure vehicle had arrived. However, unlike the luxury 4x4s that command the roads today in their infancy it was the dirtier and more unkempt off road vehicles that better expressed the natural appeal of the four-wheel drive. In 1954, following this train of military fought, the German army approached a number of constructors and asked them to submit prototypes for evaluation. The model chosen was that from Auto Union, the DKW manga, it was notable for the fact that most of the major suspension units were interchangeable front and rear. 22 years later, the same constructor which had changed its name to Audi in the interim was successful in winning another contract, this giving birth to the VW lights or little something, the direct descendant of the manga. It was during winter trials one day or so the story we have been told that engineer George Bensinger watched the lips I think I'm saying that right <laughs> performing alongside some Audi prototypes and 
had the idea of adapting the Lutz running gear to a road car to the credit of the Audi management they accepted the idea and sold it to corporate headquarters I think at Wolfsburg the investment in the Quattro was made and development carried, I think I'm saying that right, through till the car was a saleable commodity. The final investment and important one was in a strong promotional campaign designed to overcome the ignorance and general malice which surrounded the 4x4 concept for road cars the Quattro's success in rallies was an important part of that campaign. Now, our last song today, Julie Roberts' Breakdown here. Oh yeah, cars break down all the time. Uh, only the real crummy ones. <laughs> and occasionally the good ones, but <laughs> you have to look after them. So yeah, that's why they cost a lot of money. So enjoy.
Everybody, thanks for joining me today, and thanks to our sponsor Norman B Upholstery for their support of the show. And looking forward to catching up with everyone again next time. Ladies and my homies. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.